Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hold on. Which which office is it that they're, they're trying to limit, you said? The lieutenant governor and attorney general. Right now, they're, uh, there's no limit on how many terms a lieutenant governor or an AG can serve, unlike, right. you know, our term-limited governor, There's unique one in the nation. For you. Yes. Yeah. Has anybody, uh, uh, so Mark Herring served two, Bill, uh, as attorney general, Bill Bowling served two as lieutenant, as governor. lieutenant governor. Who else? Is, is, Don would, Beyer was two? That's right. But that's going way back, isn't it? So, yeah, I mean, who's, nobody's been more project. than two, right? You were you were covering Capitol uh, Square. Well, uh, those are the, those are the ones that come to mind: uh, Herring, um, Bill Bowling, uh, Republican l- Lieutenant Governor for two consecutive terms, mm-hmm. and uh, who else did you mention? Don Byer. Don Byer. I guess he was two, right? Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that one. Um, and now because you know, what he was a, what a, what he a was letdown. defeated by Governor Gilmore, right? When he ran, but I think he did serve twice. Well, I, think, I will look that uh, up. But I wonder, uh, I mean, has anybody indicated that they, who would want that job for three? I mean, a lieutenant governor pays how much? Well, it's, you know, <laughs> it's, like it's, 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 it's a, a question token. that comes up every four years mm-hmm. when you have um, a, a lieutenant governor and an, an attorney general of the same party. Which one is going to get the nomination? For oh, well, you don't need. Listen, I saw Jason Miaris on Monday. And, you know, I like Winsome Sears so much. I like Jason Miaris so much. But I think we're getting ready for clash of the titans between those two for the republican nomination well and i think for, when you look back uh, the 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 politician who who's who, who runs for a, a second term uh-huh. you know defers his they or don't her dreams get, they of don't being get. governor they they tend not to get elected yeah hmm. well that's interesting i i hadn't considered a third term just because i don't know that i've witnessed it and and candidly you know, attorney general, you're going to make enough people mad. Like, look at Mark Herring. He was big time leftist. Um, but even the, the people in his own party were fed up with him at the, by the time all was said and done. I mean, they didn't nominate him. So I do think there's something to be said politically that you just can't be in that job without alienating enough people where you, where you can't you, – you, I mean, you can't run. Uh, but as in uh, the, the, the third term thing, I mean, maybe they're aware of something I'm unaware of. I keep hearing that um, LeVar Stoney, the failed mayor of Richmond, what a disaster that guy's been, um, who for some reason thinks he should be the governor. And I think he walks around. He, uh, Terry McAuliffe has told him, ah, LeVar, you're going to be the governor one day. And I think he believes it. Um, maybe if he drops back and runs for lieutenant governor, that he would just sit there and try to rack up some terms. I can't imagine that Virginians would vote for somebody who has such an abysmal record. But you know what? The problem is no one wants to talk about it. No one wants to tell people what the record is because they don't want to be called a racist and 
oh, you don't know, you know, this is really uncomfortable. He's a young black guy. Let's not let's not tell everybody what a disaster he's been. Criticizing him makes it look like we're racist. No, it doesn't. It makes it look like you're being honest and objective, just like if he was a white guy. I mean, if he was a white Republican, I swear to God, I would tell you the same thing. Like this guy can't can't move on. <laughs> you know, he needs to retire and some Fortune 500 company needs to just Bring him in as a VP of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Pay him $250,000 a year. You know, because you need to give him a job where he doesn't actually have to achieve anything and just run his mouth because he's clearly incompetent. So just sideline him. But nobody wants to do it. Nobody, you know, the Republicans are even impotent on this. And I've been saying Republicans need to get out and start exposing the record of Abigail Spamberger for not being the moderate that she claims she is. You know, when she's not running around in her trench coat trying to pretend to be, you know, female James Bond. Postal inspector Abigail Spamberger is the female James Bond. <laughs> it's the first time in my life that Democrats have loved a CIA operative. <laughs> Defund the police, except for Abigail Spanberger and her role as CIA operative and postal police. It's just somebody help me make sense of the modern era we live in. The hypocrisy that's on parade on a daily basis. 7-Eleven on this Wednesday morning is the 20th day of December 2023. I'm John Reed and you're listening to News Radio WRV. I do want to talk more about the Colorado decision to keep President Trump off the ballot and the fact that uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy and apparently Nikki Haley both have said this is wrong. Vivek says he's out. He's out. He won't he won't be in Colorado if they do this to Trump. And that's smart. God, that guy impresses me all the time. It's too bad he's as young as he is. But he keeps impressing me. Um, so we'll talk about that as we continue, because I think that is the big story of the day. The Democrat. um, um power structure is doing everything they can to destroy Donald Trump. And I'm telling you, and I hate to say this, I hate it because I'm trying to hold the line on civility and our civilization. But at some point, they're going to cross a line. They're going to be shocked with what hits them. And it's going to be bad for all of us. So I I don't know why there's not more self-restraint with these people, except this is the tradition for for um, Marxists around the world is they push, they push, they push. And often they win because the good guys hold their fire politically and otherwise until it's too late. But we'll save that for another conversation. Tom Lapis is with us. You know, he is the uh, owner and editor of the Henrico Citizen. Tom, good morning to you. Good morning, John. How are you? Um, listen, I, I, you know, I always check your site. And one of the things that struck me is – Henrico Schools terminating its partnership with the Achievable Dream Academy. Now, I'm missing the background on this. What happened? Why Why is this uh, on the skids? Yeah, I mean, this, so this is a program that uh, it's, it's in its seventh year now, and basically it's a, it's a program run out of Newport News that Henrico uh, decided to bring here, mm-hmm. uh, started it at Highland Springs Elementary School, which is one of the most uh, economically disadvantaged schools in the county, about 83% of kids there are, are living in poverty. Um, and the idea of the program was to give them uh, essentially uh, a more well-rounded social experience, life skills, you know, they take more field trips, 
They have a summer session. School days are longer. They wear uniforms. Uh, there's a lot of mentoring. I mean, it sounds know, like a dream to me. That sounds like exactly the recipe for fixing schools yes. and balancing think, things. What's what? Did something go wrong here? Well, and and I think that's what the school system was hoping. Um, what happened is shortly after it was implemented, the some of the the basic uh, reading and uh, mathematics scores went way down. Um, huh. And kids, only like 9% of kids in second grade were reading on grade level in, in 2019 as opposed to 52% um, a couple of years earlier. So in 2020, there were some calls, especially from the Verona District School Board member, Alicia Atkins, to, to, to you know kind of end the program. Then they got together, figured out a way forward, and actually ended up expanding it into middle school. Mm-hmm. Basically, you know, it started with kindergarten through second grade, and they would add a grade level each year. Um, but uh, so they decided to terminate it. This was not really something that had been discussed, and so it kind of came as a little bit of a surprise. They had just invested another $2 million or so into the program this year. They're spending about $8 million a year uh, on it now. And um, it's been interesting. I mean, the reaction from parents has kind of been uh, more parents that we've heard from and seen have been upset by the decision. So they seem to have been happy with it. Um, I don't know. It's it's an interesting, hmm. you know, Henrico is not used to having to end a program <laughs> like right. this, that, it, that it invests a lot in. So um, it, it seems like the, the fundamental learning skills were, were decreasing while maybe the life skills were, you know, the kids were benefiting from that. And um, I'm not sure why. Uh, um, I think that's a question that probably the school, the school board has also. Do you, do you get the impression that the data – uh, about the reading level, the math levels, that that is accurate? And is it, I mean, this isn't just a, a blowback reaction after COVID. You're saying that this is something that people have been observing for a few years now, prior to COVID? Yeah, it, it, it was a little prior to COVID. I think there's some thought that, yes, COVID certainly interrupted, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what, what may have been um, some positive momentum. But uh, I don't know. They just couldn't figure out how to get those scores up, I guess. Wow. And um so, so yeah, it's, it's you know, I guess disappointing from the county standpoint. They probably have invested thirty-five million dollars or more in, into this program in seven years. Um, well, the, that's disappointing. That, what yeah. you know, something something that yeah. sounds like the perfect recipe. I'm skeptical, but I'm you know, I'm going to keep reading uh, your coverage of this because I this is the prescription that conservatives are offering in many cases. The uniforms, the um, you know, getting this away from the quote-unquote union teachers and that mindset. So I, in the back of my mind, I'm wondering if this isn't some way to tor- tor- torpedo that uh, movement. But I've got to be objective in analyzing the data, so I can't wait to read your next story about it, uh, about the Achievable yeah, Dream we- Academy in Henrico. We'll definitely have some follow-up because, like I said, it's, it's kind of drawing some mixed reactions uh, yeah. in, in the community. Yeah. All right, well, let me also, I'm about to run out of time, I'm sorry, but let me ask you about the uh, the link route. And this is an on-demand service? I thought this was just the, the free bus to Western Henrico. Yeah, so this is new uh, microtransit service from GRTC. They kind of describe it like uh, similar to Uber. Huh. Uh, if you need, a, you need to get somewhere within a certain zone, you just call them, download an app, uh, again, similar to Uber. Um, the first link routes are running in uh, the county's northern portion, the Azalea Avenue kind of area. 
uh, operating from 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Really? And it's replacing uh, Route 93, which is ending middle part of next month. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, and it's free, like all of GRTC, at least through June 30th. And then there, there are more zones coming next year, I think, about uh, one in Ashland, one in Chesterfield, Powhatan, and then Eastern Henrico, New Kent. And these are individual cars? Are they vans? I think they're small vans, is my understanding. Yeah, uh, and it may vary a little bit, but uh, yeah, and then they'll you know they'll connect you. You can uh, get where you need to go. They can yeah. also connect you to other bus lines. Now, I know you like to stay out of the politics, and I I respect that, Tom. I mean, you got to you know hold the journalistic standards, and I appreciate it. Right. But I've got some sure. people in Western Henrico who tell me that the bus coming out to the mall enables them to have employees at the mall and in the restaurants and and the like uh, who wouldn't normally be able to get there because they don't have their own vehicle. And then I've got other people who swear to God that this is destroy all the, all the violent crime and the theft and some of the things that are causing lifestyles to deteriorate in Western Henrico or because of that bus. Do we have any indication of what's true and what's not, or are both true? Yeah, I, I, I'm not as familiar with the specific details of, you know, is, is crime related to that? I know there's certainly mm-hmm. been folks that over the years would say that others would not. Um, but I do think, you know, as you look at the county growing, um, and one of the things about this whole region that I think people have, have um, uh, thought in the last couple of years is you have to have public transportation for folks who don't have cars, who can't get around any other ways. And, and if you want people to have jobs, then they have to have a way to get to them. Uh, you know, there's been some debate because um, a number of years ago, the county expanded some lines, uh, some bus routes, and yeah. very few people were riding the buses. Right, so, just empty buses uh, you know, rolling on those on the roads, huh? Yeah, it's it's yeah. like trying to find that that right balance um, to connect the people who who need to get places to to work to to do whatever. Well, I encourage folks to check out the Henrico Citizen online. Tom Lapis is the um, the publisher and the owner of the Henrico Citizen. I appreciate every couple of weeks when we get to talk to you. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me, John. Take care. 719. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA.